Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, April 12th. This is your FT News Briefing. David Cameron has broken his silence on his involvement with Greensill Capital. U.S. banks report their latest quarterly earnings this week, and a leading Chinese competitor to the tech giant Huawei is going big into computer chips. Plus, Joe Biden plans to fund his infrastructure spending with higher corporate taxes. But investors wonder how these higher taxes could affect the equities party they've been enjoying. It is like being at a lush spring picnic um, where everyone's enjoying themselves. But there's a few things that could turn out to be sort of quite the storms. And one of them is higher taxes. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Former British Prime Minister David Cameron finally spoke about his involvement in the Greensill capital matter. Greensill is the supply chain finance firm that collapsed last month, and Cameron was an advisor to the firm. Cameron recently lobbied for Greensill to gain access to a Bank of England COVID-19 loan scheme. He defended that. Cameron said the mistake came when he sent text messages to Rishi Sunak asking the chancellor to admit Greensill to the scheme. In a written statement, he said that he should have used only the most formal channels, not texted. Cameron said he didn't break any rules and he distanced himself from Greensill's collapse. He also said he wasn't involved in the decision while he was prime minister to bring the firm's founder, Lex Greensill, into the heart of the government to offer finance to companies in the government supply chain. Critics say Cameron abused his position as a former prime minister to try and win preferential treatment for Greensill. We've been reporting on the global shortage of computer chips and how many countries now want to produce more chips at home. Well, China's been doing just that, and the effort's been spurred on by the U.S. clampdown on Huawei. U.S. sanctions cut off the Chinese tech giant from its global supplies. According to an analysis by Nikkei Asia, another big Chinese tech firm called Xiaomi has over the last two years bought or boosted stakes in at least 34 Chinese chip-related companies. Xiaomi is a leading smartphone maker. It's so huge, in fact, its global market share rivals that of Apple. The pace of its chip investments increased last year as the tech war between the U.S. and China intensified. And it's not the only Chinese company investing in domestic chip suppliers. Huawei itself invested in 20 chip companies in the past year and a half to plug holes in its supply chain. U.S. bank stocks did better than expected throughout the pandemic. And this year, they're up 26%. That's more than the S&P 500. This week, U.S. banks report quarterly earnings, and the FT's U.S. banking correspondent, Imani Moise, has been talking to folks on Wall Street. I think a lot of analysts and people who watch banks will be looking forward to record growth, especially in M&A, investment banking fees, particularly in M&A and ECM equity issuances, just because the stock market has just been so hot. It was, I think, the best year for IPOs since 2000 and the best first quarter since the 80s, according to some analysts that I spoke to. I think everyone will be wanting to know how long can banks keep this up. We're already starting to see some signs of slowing down in the SPAC market, which was kind of a huge driver of the growth uh, this most recent quarter, just as some funding starts to dry up and the potential for more regulatory scrutiny increases. So there is some doubt that the momentum that we've seen in that deal-making market will slow down in the future. How are things looking on the consumer side? 
I think it'll be really interesting to see if executives will give any color on how consumers are feeling, especially with regards to the last stimulus checks that came through. The first few checks, we saw them largely go into savings accounts or investment accounts, which contributed to the elevated deposits that we're seeing at banks. But it'd be really interesting if executives are able to tell whether or not this most recent round of checks also went to savings account or if they went to go buying a flight or planning a vacation or other types of purchases, because I think that'll be a really interesting indicator to show where the economy is headed. But Imani, if consumers are saving the most recent $1,400 stimulus checks from the federal government, doesn't that run counter to what they're supposed to be doing with them? At least this was the idea, um, that they would go out and they would spend money and they would stimulate the economy? Definitely, definitely. I think if you're still seeing them hit savings accounts, what that means is consumers are still very much concerned. They're still very much conservative because they don't feel confident in their maybe employment trajectory, or they don't feel confident that the economy is going to rebound as quickly as the government wants it to. So we're not seeing a change in consumer attitudes that would be a real cause for concern. Imani Moise is the FT's U.S. banking correspondent. Higher corporate taxes are a huge part of Joe Biden's infrastructure plan. Not just U.S. taxes, he also has a plan for taxing multinationals around the world. Now, it's unclear how those proposals will end up, but equities investors are bracing themselves. Aziza Kazumov covers U.S. equities for the FT, and she joins me now to talk about this. Aziza, you spoke to an analyst who describes investors as being at a picnic right now, a nice sunny picnic, but they can see a potential storm coming in. Um, Does that sound right to you? So if you think about where we are in terms of, you know, the economic recovery, it is like being at a lush spring picnic um, where everyone's enjoying themselves. The Federal Reserve expects that the U.S. economy will grow 6.5 percent this year. Companies that are starting to report their first quarter earnings this week are, you know, expected to report the best results in more than a decade. So everything is pretty much expected to massively boom and markets are just rallying off that. But there's a few things that could turn out to be sort of quite the stumbling blocks or storms. And one of them is higher taxes. You know, take the tax cuts we saw under Trump, for example, uh, in 2017. That was a massive boost for stock markets. And by that logic and a reversal of that read, you know, us raising taxes again could easily drag on earnings. Now on that, would you say that the current strength in the stock market is still largely the result of Trump's 2017 tax cuts? Yeah, I don't think the performance we're seeing today is really attributable to that anymore. So yes, you know, when when the tax cuts got passed the the year following that, um, according to some analysis, I think S&P 500 earnings got like a 10% boost out of that. But that was, you know, in 2018 at this point. and, and, And that's been since really well priced into markets and isn't really moving things anymore. What's behind the rally right now, you know, with the S&P 500 hitting new peaks last week, is really this sort of super lofty expectation that the U.S. economy will just go through this incredible recovery this year. And, you know, as we sort of start vaccinating more and more people, reopen restaurants and finally get a hold of this pandemic, you know, we're sort of entering a roaring 20s type environment. (laughs) Aziza, is there a scenario where these increases in corporate taxes do come and nothing happens or very little happens? It's so difficult to predict how this tax package will look like in the end. So technically, that also means everything is possible. I think what's important to keep in mind is that these tax increases are supposed to foot the bill for more government spending, especially, you know, for the the Biden administration's planned infrastructure package, which could be around $2 trillion. 
And that spending in and of itself is very good news for markets. So I guess the question that investors are asking themselves or will be asking themselves as we sort of learn more about how this is going to look like is, will the tax increases be offset by that additional spending? And right now, there's no consensus yet on Wall Street around that. So Aziza, the, the current plan is to raise taxes in the U.S. to 28%. That's the plan as it is right now. Does anyone have any idea when investors will start pricing this tax increase in? So, so the tax increases wouldn't really have an impact, likely on earnings until really next year, which is a little bit further ahead into the future. And then the other thing is, it's just so hard to really tell how this package is going to look like. The Democrats have a very thin majority in the Senate. They will need pretty much everyone on board to pass any tax increases. Um, we already saw one senator sort of defect and say he doesn't want a 28 cap. He wants a 25 percent cap, um, which is significantly lower. So I feel like part of the reason markets are hesitant to like react on this now and already start pricing it in is because it is likely that it's going to be significantly less of a hike than what is currently on the table. But we, we don't know how that's going to look like at the end. So I think people are hesitant to sort of start calculating with something that is so still up in the air. Aziza Kazumov covers U.S. equities for the FT. And before we go, a bit of tech news. Microsoft is nearing a deal to buy the artificial intelligence company Nuance Communications. The deal would value Nuance at $16 billion, billion with a B. It would be the second largest acquisition ever by Microsoft. Nuance is known for its voice recognition systems. Microsoft is a leader in the natural language processing AI that underpins these systems. So buying Nuance would give Microsoft a way to sell to a large number of new customers in healthcare, financial services, and other industries. Nuance Communications, fun fact, might be best known for developing the tech used to power the voice responses in Apple's virtual assistant, Siri. So, Siri... When is this deal with Microsoft likely to be announced? Sources say a deal could be announced as soon as this week, but they warned there's a slim chance it could fall through. Thanks, Siri. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.